When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Great to be with you. Good Monday. Hope you had an awesome weekend. Glad you're joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew on Twitter. It's at J Cameron Show. It's going to be a fun week. Busy week. What a good weekend. A lot of fun watching uh, the golf, the football, and now this week we segue into the start of Florida State baseball. That's good stuff. The season begins. Get excited about it. It's another step towards the end of Florida State basketball season. That's a great thing. Get past that. Move on. Move on. Don't have to think about it anymore. No more watching that nonsense. But to the Super Bowl, which is obviously where you have to lead, I, too, loved that game. And that, you know, let's just start with the obvious. What did Jeff bet? Well, on Friday, I told you what I bet. I took Pacheco over 47 and a half yards rushing, cruised to that total very easily, and then I had Patrick Mahomes under 295 and a half yards passing, cruised to that very easily, Big winners for your boy over here over the weekend. Very, very pleased. Five wins, one loss in my bets on the weekend, including the one we all had, which was the under on the anthem. Because you listened to Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports on Friday, and so uh, we were all cashing tickets, baby, over this weekend. A lot of fun. Plus, the game kicked ass. What an awesome game. I really, I can't, I can't complain at all. It was, Phoenix was awesome. The WM, how good was that? You had a star-studded leaderboard. You had some blasts from the past who got themselves in it with Day and even Ricky Fowler. It was fun. It was fun. You won't get a better weekend rolling into a Monday. Condolences to our very own director, Matthew. Uh, You know, I'm not saying this to be a sarcastic ass, which I can be at times, but never having seen my team lose the Super Bowl, it is, I imagine, very difficult, especially one as close as that. Ours were both blowout victories, as you'll recall, Tom, champion. Uh, those games weren't close. Two-time champion. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Including one in which we routed the Chiefs. But this was not that. This was riveting for those that didn't have an interest in it in, uh, in that fandom sort of way. So I feel for Director Matthew because I love him. He's my guy. Just that's a, that's a tough one to swallow. That's, that's hard to take. Zero adjustments in the second half from Philadelphia's defense. They give up uh, points on every single possession. Mahomes throws one incomplete pass in the second half. One, it was on an intentional throwaway. Uh, Five red zone appearances for the Chiefs in the game. Four touchdowns, one field goal. Uh, Andy Reid's the better coach. Their offense is sensational, and when they actually had the ball, the Eagles never stopped them. And yet, if Watkins catches the ball at 24-21... The Eagles are your Super Bowl champion because yeah. at halftime, there are 38 points on the board. It's crazy. And Hertz is responsible for 31 of them. Yeah. Hertz was um, 
you know, it's hard for Hurts, who deservedly was the runner-up for Super Bowl MVP in this game. I hate it for him, but you know what that fumble does, the scoop score touchdown that, you know, obviously if you, if you look at the, the margin, you're going to have to look at that play over and over again that Nick Bolton picks up and runs in. By the way, Nick Bolton was awesome very quietly in this game. Nine tackles on the day along with the scoop score. Would have had a second one if the old rules about a catch were a catch, but instead you have to tap dance six times for it to be a catch anymore. So that's the right call under the modern rules. Under real football, that should have been a scoop and score as well. He would have had two. But that said, you can't point to too many defensive players that ruled the day. The Eagles had zero sacks against Mahomes, who had uh, a gimpy ankle. The Eagles, who led the NFL in sacks, uh, on the season, we're closing in on the all-time record in sacks. Their front four was completely neutralized in this football game uh, across the board. Uh, Chiefs ran the ball better than the Eagles did, and they also didn't give up any sacks. So there are a lot of reasons the Chiefs won. A lot of people will focus on the, the last call, and I get it. I understand. It's a sucky call in the situation. You hate it. I do love that the kid deserves all the credit in the world. Uh, he took ownership of the penalty. and By definition, it is a penalty. They often don't always call that penalty. Uh, but those are all part of those drive routes. This is where Andy Reid is just genius on these things. I mean, by the way, Tom, as I watch this game and as I watch the Chiefs through much of the year, I'm telling you, I would motion into a stack on every play if I were an offensive coach. It's almost impossible. I, it's, it's really difficult for defensive players to get it right every time. Because when you motion to stack – now I've got to, on the fly, we've got to decipher, as the ball's being snapped, who plays off of whom and who has whom. The first Kelsey touchdown is a motion to stack. He's wide open. We ask the question all the time, how the hell is Kelsey always open? Well, he caught a 20-yard pass on the second play of the game. Wide the hell open. Because they motion him to stack all the time, and he's faster than any linebacker that's going to cover him. He's too big for a safety. They can't do anything with him ever, but that's all out of motion. That's all off of motion. The two wide-open touchdowns uh, in the second half for them, which was going to be another one there if he doesn't hold, is they run that drive, that drive route where you come down, and then now you've got to follow me because I'm off the ball. So now you have to declare, which is why I'm doing it, because I want you to tell me if you're in zone or man. And when I come down, now I have to run full speed because you're fast. <laughs> so we're running, but I know where I'm going if I'm the receiver, and my foot's going in the ground, and I'm going right back out. And unless you've already predetermined to understand that you're in man, you're with him, and you can actually reverse course and get back over there, it's going to be a touchdown either way. It's, it's a problem. Now, but they got confused on two of the other touchdowns, completely confused. One of them is on uh, Bradbury the, the second time. He gets – and the other's on Slay, who's very, very uh, experienced. He gets embarrassed too. Yeah, the story goes um, – Chad Henney was talking about this on the record – that they saw this clip of a Jacksonville Jaguars game mm -hmm. and the Peterson offense against the Eagles, and they saw that the motion leads to an overcommittal. They're trying to beat you to the punch. The Eagles are trying to oversell to where you're going to anticipate. Right. And if you just loop back underneath, they won't have anybody there, and they ran it twice, and they're wide open both times. I can remember, actually, in the Bucks Super Bowl run, there was a similar situation with the Packers running a play where, uh, if you recall, I believe it was Packers-Rams, and Jalen Ramsey loses his mind because they didn't He's switch it properly. They didn't, yeah. And the Bucks went to school on it, were prepared for it, they passed it off, and they made a big play, preventing a touchdown for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Well, if it happens once, okay, good job, tip of the cap, Nicely we saw done. it on film. Yeah, it's hard. A second time, and nobody's going to be within 
15 yards of a and, radius? And they did that it, can't happen twice. They did it to two different corners. Yeah. So they do but it. But the coverage concept, you can't run it anymore. You can't run that coverage down. You've got to know. And it's crazy, too. The last one's actually a whip route, but he's. it's the same. It's similar. All I mean, it is is about shifting of the corners and the defensive backs and their roles, and they ran the exact same coverage twice. Now, I'm sure they have other options, assuming that, well, that's not going to be wide open twice. They're going to they're gonna sell back to it. No, no. Yes, it will. It will be wide open two times. What I like, though, is that Andy Reid, and this is, he's really, really good, man. He's just really, really good. So he fools, uh, the first time it's Slay, he fools him, and then he's like, uh, okay, well, I, I wonder if the other corner will fall for it. We'll just go other side and see if they've got it figured out over there now. That's just, sometimes you don't have to outthink the room. It's like, okay, well, he fell for it. They may have adjusted. We'll see. Run it over here. Let's see if the other corner's adjusted for it. And it's a nickel corner at that. So they get him, and, you know, there's confusion. Well, but the- and it should be because it's Sky Moore. You know, you're not going to put your number one on a Sky Moore. But that's on the on the coordinator. That's the concept. They're like, oh, well, this isn't going to work inside the 10-yard line. This is a got-to-have-it play. Let's not get burned by the same thing twice. And they go. Yeah, they do. And then, you know, you're running a, a not quite the same thing, but a similar concept on the hold. So it's, yep. it's and, and the reason you're going to get that hold is because they're tired of getting beat it, on it's that. It's a hold, too. It, it is. It and, is. And it's prior to the pass. Like, everything about the way they call that is correct. He can't get released. It's before where Olsen and Burkhart were talking about yeah. it, too. He's like, well, even he's got grabbed, his hand on his back. No, no, it's way before the break. Yes, it's when he's turning to go yeah. back left. Yeah. It's it's the whip. And he's trying to whip, go back left, and he gets and he gets held up. Um, I get why you don't want to see that call because they're and, – and this is the hard part. The reason you don't want to see that call is frequently they don't. So if they were consistent, then you wouldn't ever be upset about it. But to varying degrees, they call that. Now, when it's a point of emphasis, they call that. But inside of five yards. And then also, Tyreek Hill wasn't running underneath that ball. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was, I mean, it's gone. That ball is... Well, right, but that, at that point, he's already seen. He, he knows, and he's throwing that away. He should throw that away. The can't know that. I'm just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but again, Chiefs, no turnovers, no sacks. They had a grand total of three penalties in the game. They also had the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. So a lot of things that you go back. You don't give up a sack. You run the ball better than the Eagles. You don't commit a lot of penalties. You have a huge special teams play. You don't get stopped on a single possession in the second half. I mean, this all adds up. It's it's a tough But loss. you had to do all of that to win the football game. That's the other part of well, it. That's, that's how good the Eagles were. It's how good Jalen Hurts was. They played keep away in the first half. Yep. The Chiefs don't yep. have the ball, but for a little over eight minutes. Well, you can't keep up if you don't have the ball. But that's why I feel I, – I actually feel bad for Jalen Hurts because if he doesn't fumble the ball switching hands, which leads to the scoop and score touchdown, the Eagles win the Super Bowl. That's – that's it was about to well, be twenty one to seven. They're yeah. up fourteen seven with the ball. They're going down. They're gonna make it twenty one to seven. The Chiefs are reeling right now on defense. They haven't made the adjustments yet, and then that happens, and it's a scoop score. It's fourteen all. You're talking about a fourteen point swing. And if you, you oh, if man. you rank the top ten throws in this game by either the third quarterback, fourteen. I mean, how many are hurts? Eight. Yeah, they're really Nine? good. I will say this: Mahomes gets. Mahomes makes more plays by being tough in the pocket than he gets credit for. Hanging in there with the eyes down the field over and over again. Guys getting ready to hit his face, and he throws a laser side. It's the ability to throw the ball sidearm in the pocket. that We we are used to seeing him get outside the pocket and do all these weird arm angles and things like that and kind of improvise. But he makes a lot of throws where he steps up in the pocket, knowing the pressure's coming here, but he goes outside here. The big third down play on the last drive, it's the mm-hmm. same thing, right in his face. He's got pressure in his face. 
you know, sometimes we just have to say it. I mean, that is the hard part when you're going against one of the great players of all time. He's now a two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time Super Bowl winner, been to the Super Bowl three times, only been in the league, what, five years? He's a great player. He's just a great player who makes a ton of plays, plays that even when they're schemed up, Philadelphia's defense was awesome all year long. And Mahomes made every play that he had to make, as you correctly point out, had to make on every single series they had the ball in the second half. And they started right when they got the ball in the second half, right down the field. And it's kind of game on. You got to get some stops. Yeah, and it's just, it's tough because I can feel it in the room here with the director. But from a fan's perspective last night, when that call happens, you've got 58 and a half minutes of outstanding entertainment. I mean, 58 and a half minutes of awesome football. Yeah, it takes the air out of the balloon. And you're like, what a dud of a finish. You yeah. know, because you know exactly what, what's going on. The Sirianni timeout situation down to two. Small, smart, though. You have a player who has a chance to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yep. Takes the knee on the one. Understands right. the situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all coached up well. You know, now you're just hoping for a miracle and a Butker miss and, or another stoink or whatever it's going to be. But you feel that for, you know, four or five minutes of real time. And mm. it's just, we, you didn't think it was going to be over. You felt like maybe it's overtime or at the very least it's a three-point deficit. Hertz has the ball last. Here's a chance. Let's see what happens with a buck 38 or something and like then, that. And yeah. it's gone. That's why you always got to enjoy it play for play in the moment because the ending was a dud, but the back and forth of it was, it was a great game. Unreal. It was a great game. Real two fun. really good teams felt like the two best teams in football were playing. And, you know, you got what you got. You had a nice response from Kansas City after the half. Uh, you could sense their frustration. The Eagles did everything right in the first half, just holding on to the ball. We both said that they would utilize Hertz legs. That number was fifty-one and a half, and uh, over was the was the overwhelming percentage bet from the public. I think everybody understood that with no game the next week, Jalen Hurts was going to be hugely effective running the ball. He squats six hundred pounds. He's a monster. You can't do anything with him with arm tackles. So you know they scheme up the runs well. It's just ironic to me with his three touchdowns, and that's a quarterback record in the Super Bowl. That it's that it's on a designed run that he fumbles the ball, just switching hands. He's yep. trying to put the ball to the sidelines uh, angle, and it's the right. It's what you're supposed to do, and he just drops it. He just drops it, and I, you know, until he wins a Super Bowl, he'll replay oh. that drop in his mind over and over and over again. But what about the guts to go for it on fourth and five? You know, you're, it's a third and seven, I think. It's a short gain, so you're going for it on fourth, which in in a tough spot on the field, and you call quarterback draw. On a fourth and five, I gasped as I saw what the O line was doing. Like, you do oh. that. It doesn't remind you a little bit. I know they're different players, but it reminds you like the things that Carolina did that special year with Cam Newton. Absolutely, where they would just be like, "He's too big for you. There's not a lot you're going to do with this. Even if you hit but, him, we think he's going to get there." The two point conversion, he mans his way into there. He did, yeah. But it's five yards. <laughs> I, I mean, I never in a million years. Maybe they roll him out, and then he's got an option to run. Not a quarterback draw on fourth and five. Sir, yeah. you're nuts. Next thing you know, he's inside the red zone, still running. It unbelievable call. The sequence here that gets overlooked is what happens before the fumble. And this is where when two great teams play, you realize that you need a little luck. Like, like if the Eagles had won this game and it was them kicking the last second field goal, I'd say the exact same thing as with the Chiefs kicking the last second field goal. You had to get a little lucky, and here's what I mean by that. You have to make all these plays that we're documenting now, and you got to be really well coached. you got to have a bunch of good players, and both teams have all of that. Both teams are really well coached. But the key sequence is the Gainwell slip on second down on the reception 
where he comes up short because he slips, and that's going to get me to the next subject. It's third and one. Now, they're going to do the mush thing that they do because you can't stop it. It is unstoppable. I would suspect the league is going to look into maybe changing this rule back to what it used to be, which is you can't have three guys pushing somebody's ass cheeks forward from behind the offensive line. It resembles rugby. But anyhow, the Eagles do it better than everybody else, partly because he squats 600 pounds. And secondarily, their offensive line is taught to basically do the worm. It's insane. You cannot get lower than them, and they are going to get three yards every time. All right, well, so because Gainwell slipped on the reception, he comes up short. So now it's third and one, and you get a false start. So that this is crazy, that false start, which was a false start. Once again, we talk about a game with not a ton of penalties. It's the same team committing the penalty. Well, so yeah. it's third and six, which leads to the QB run, which is the fumble, which is the scoop and score, which is the – well, difference in the game. No, that false start's incredibly big. And also, what uh, the offside was on Derek Nottie. And Nottie's off the hook today. Oh, he Thanks is. Thanks everything yeah, that yeah, happened in the second down half, down but there. a fourth yeah, and two. Yeah, yeah. And they get him to jump. I was yeah. like, oh, Derek. I felt bad for him, too, because it was a good, smart, hard count. They had him. It yeah. was. Yeah. But it's Derek Nottie. And so, <laughs> you know, I don't know who I was rooting for in the throws of the game. I just wanted a good one. I just wanted to see a great one. game. That's I didn't care about but either team winning. I am I'm very happy for Derek Nottie today. Because oh, that's yeah. a humongous moment because Hurts scores a touchdown on yeah. the very yeah. next play. Because, of course, he did. Well, five trips to the red zone with four touchdowns. We always talk about the difference in these games. I mean, I'm talking about for Kansas City. Uh, the Eagles could hold them to one field goal. And, and you have to yeah, – that can't happen, right? You, I mean, red zone stops in the modern football game in college and pro really are everything. It's about can you hold the three instead of touchdowns. And because offenses are geared to score, especially when you've got great quarterbacks. And these two teams have great quarterbacks, or at least this is a coming-out party for Jalen Hurts. He truly had a great year. Maybe he's now morphed into that. I'd say if you're going to perform that well on the biggest stage in the world, then maybe that's who you are now. So good for him. He's graduated to this other level, and the Eagles have to figure out what chunk of money they're going to put aside to pay him along with all these free agents they have this offseason. Meanwhile... You know, you, you have the further solidification of what Patrick Mahomes is all time, which is now a guy who will solely be judged by how many championships because he's already in the uh, all-time pantheon of great quarterbacks. That's already decided. Uh, it doesn't matter if he never has another good year. He's in. I mean, he, look at what he's done in such a short period of time and what he's already won, which includes two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season NFL MVPs, and been to three Super Bowls total. So he's uh, it's pretty it's pretty solidified at this point. Once you get to that level – now now everybody's going to just compare you to the all-time greats. Do you get to four Super Bowl championships? Do you get to Brady's seven, which may not be catchable? Who knows? But that, that's what you get judged by from here on out. The other thing is, I'm sure they're talking about it on Kansas City Radio today, but the move to go get Kadarius Tony that, that changes that game. Oh, yeah. That punt return changes the game. It's a huge punt return, and really the, the, the bigger discussion Kansas City should be having and that they, they handled this really well. If you give cheetah all the money then none of the money's there for tony and these other guys sky Moore, all these guys that they brought in that made their Trench offense help, yeah. really balanced it's very difficult to, to deal with them i mean i guess the one guy i haven't continued to talk about that i need to because i love watching him play and he's the one who's won the battle it's pacheco he's there he is a beast he runs like a grown-ass man an angry angry grown-ass man every time he has the ball and, you know, I don't know that when they picked him up, they thought they were getting that, but he's a freak. I mean, he runs that hard. You'll get the draft. I don't think a lot of people thought he was that coming out. So they're really well run. And by saving some money 
they're able to obviously go in and get guys who maybe singularly aren't that player, but you spread out the number of weapons that you have, and they're all plus players. So they become really impossible, especially with the way that the quarterback extends plays so often. So it's just time and again. But I did laugh. I thought of all of us here on the Jeff Cameron Show since we had the discussion last week that, uh, you know, again, Kelsey has a big game and he scores the first. I mean, because of course he does. They just, I mean, but that is a lot of that is scheme. It is amazing the way they move him around. It, it reminds me when John Gruden was good. When John used to find the one-on-one matchups that you just couldn't cover because he had a guy at the position that was faster than your guy or bigger. Kelsey's both is the problem. He's both. He's bigger than your guy and he's also faster than your guy. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk, Radio War Chat TV. Great to be with you on a Monday after the Super Bowl. Still taking account of what we saw, what it means, what these teams do in the offseason, along with yours. We're only two that uh, make it to the Super Bowl, of course. The rest of us watch on and wonder what we have to get to get our team back there. Remember this, it's usually not much. It's usually not that much. It's finding a quarterback. You can start there over and over and over again. It's... Do you have one? You have one that can play at an elite level and make plays postseason. Number of teams that do, you can argue the degrees to which they do, uh, but Buffalo certainly does. Kansas City certainly does. Cincinnati certainly does. Kansas City, did I say Kansas City? I got to say them repeatedly. Uh, Philadelphia now on that you, you list. have to say them twice. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the rule. A few times. Yeah, they're pretty ridiculous. Uh, but that's what you do. You go through and, you know, when your your team may have any number of you know, weaknesses and areas of foible that you worry about. But if you don't have a quarterback, none of those other things are really going to come into play. <laughs> Find that guy. Like, it's it's remarkable. Even the Chiefs, when their offensive line wasn't very good, got to the Super Bowl because of that guy. This year they solidified the offensive line, was world's better. It's not the best offensive line in the league, but it's good. And, you know, you see what happens. And you can go ahead and close the deal. But you're, you're correct when you – Bring it back to just our, our own team for 30 seconds. Oh, the Bucks but don't have a quarterback. It's a different and... league now. We're playing in a different existence. We've been relegated once again. But in that <laughs> NFC South, which is in the footprint of where we are, you scratch together nine wins, and you're probably carrying the division. Yeah. Oh, you just won the division having scrapped together but eight wins. If if you can win the division, you celebrate then and there. Because that's it. There's nothing more coming. Oh, not, not in the near future. No, there's not anything happening for Tampa. Jalen Hurts looks sustainable. He that does. Looks I think that's really what this year uh, kind of proved to me more than anything else was that guy had come from the shadows of mediocrity, downright poor play to being elite. Um, and I think that is a testament to him and coaches and then confidence that grows with each success. And as this year went on, 
you know, he became more than just a guy that was helping guide a loaded team. I mean, we talk about the defense had 70 regular season sacks. The Eagles had 70 regular season sacks. They were a team that, again, we just got done discussing with that front four. Legit had Pro Bowl caliber players across the front. And those guys, I mean, again, I think if you're going to argue about which unit lost the game, it's the Eagles defense. They didn't show up. That's correct to a degree. Like, that's the larger piece of the pie. But a small but significant piece of the pie is very much like what happened to the Bills defensive line against the Bengals on a snowy track. Oh, so that essentially slippery, was, a, yeah. was a snowy track last night, which well, it should never have been. That field was a disgrace. It is. And I wanted to talk about that, and I'm glad that you set me up because that was the problem within five minutes of the start of this game that was the consistent distractor from what you were watching, which was brilliance. You had good coaching and great players and moments in time that were going to be etched indelibly, and every few minutes you were reminded, this stupid field. And I don't understand how that's allowed to happen. You have what's known as the sod doctor, the big stories they've done on this guy for 40 years. He's done a great job. He has, obviously. But what's up with that field in particular? Why? And that's always one of the better fields in the NFL before they put the Super Bowl sod on it because, you know, it's the big to-do. They roll it outside and they roll it back in. It just makes no damn sense. And for a defensive line, you're dead. You're dead. You can't make any quick movement. You even saw it on some of the pursuit of the wrong angles or losing contain from Kansas City's defensive front, and then Jalen Hurts would do the little back turn. You've got no chance to cut in a short area. That's also why both quarterbacks, even though you could argue how healthy were either of them, Mahomes obviously was more hurt, but they look like they're kind of just standing around with heavy feet because if they try and cut, they're they're going flying. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You don't want that to be a storyline. You certainly don't want it to take away from these great moments in the game, and to some degree it did because you had a field that was an unmitigated disaster, and it was evident early, and then you had high-profile people who are paid handsomely by the league who were not afraid to come out and say throughout the course of their analysis, whether it was Terry Bradshaw at halftime, whoever you want to talk about, there were several people online and others who are in bed with the league saying this is this is not good. So I think obviously what you have is a group of people who who expect better for those players who've worked that hard and the officials and the fans who love the product. And that doesn't absolve the defensive line. No. But it's just no. it's a big reason why I think both defensive lines had some trouble in terms of pursuit and generating any kind of consistency. I will say though, with those factors in play, I forget which of the safeties it is for Philadelphia, but a couple of those open field tackles he made on oh, misdirection plays. In comes flying, and the Pacheco one by the sideline is... There were two of them that are absolute touchdowns. I mean, I get that's what a safety is, but the degree of difficulty to decipher what's going on behind the offensive line, realize it's misdirection, trigger from the wrong hash mark to go make a play in space against a guy who can fly at 4.4, 4.3 speed and prevent a touchdown, that degree of difficulty on that field last night... Yeah. That's unbelievable. Interesting point. There is a shift that can you can do both things here, right? We say two things can be true at the same time. Okay, so the field's a disaster. Agreed. Agreed. The field's a disaster. It's a shame. Both sides are playing on the same field, luckily, so they're both equally affected. But players did not do a good job, and trainers did not do a good enough job early in the game to adjust to different size cleats. And you saw that and this was a good talking point after the game. I don't remember who it was, and I wish I could give him credit, but it's a former player, a defensive player. And he said, look, the onus, our trainers, our staff used to say the onus was on us because they bring them all. 
They bring the longest cleat imaginable, the shortest imaginable, all of it, right? You can imagine also that players who are paid handsomely to be able to utilize their speed, change of direction, strength, explosiveness, you can't have a factor like cleat size and slippage take away the very reason you're in the league because you have that ability to do those things quicker, faster, stronger, more explosive than anybody else. You have got to recognize either pregame, when you're out on the field doing your warm-ups, this is a problem, guys. We did not expect this, but I can't. I have no footing and go to long cleats, whatever it might be. And I, this, this player was talking in great detail that coaches will tell them, because this happens week to week in the league. You get different conditions, obviously, with the weather and everything else. Some fields are notoriously bad compared to others. Has to do with region of the country oftentimes. But they'll, they'll say to their players, don't come to me at halftime complaining about slippage. Your ass needs to tell me long before then. I need to know in the second drive, if you've slipped three times, that's three times too many. I mean, I get one, so that's two times too many. But you can't continue to come over to me and complain about this. That's on you now. you got to make adjustments. I did, think they, I did think that at times when they got outside of the painted area, they slipped less. Now, that painted area is something else they got to think about because it seems notable that a lot of those slips happened on the areas that were, in fact, spray painted. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know grass conditions and what affects them but here's your nfl conspiracy theory of the day there's been a movement Great. by the players to ban turf they don't want turf anymore they want grass so this was somebody petty in the nfl's department <laughs> saying here you go here's all the sod this is you what want. you get with sod this is what you get now the, that, that field is rarely ever uh, an issue in the super bowl it's it's amazing uh you know we always notice it when they go abroad that when they play on the pitch they have real hard time staying on their feet on soccer fields, but you don't you don't really see it in the league. And because we we both know the story, the backstory of the millions of dollars, eight hundred thousand dollars for this field used to be more than that. Uh, they've mastered it now. Uh, and, you know the, the the NFL comes in, and one of the benefactors of hosting a Super Bowl is that you get them. The league pays for the sod transfer, and then you keep the field. So when I went down to the Super Bowl in Miami was down there three days in advance, and I had the opportunity to do the walk stuff with my buddy behind the scenes working with the Marlins, and he was saying that, yeah, they had to – the NFL comes in and negotiates, hey, this is what we're going to do. You know, you get, you, we've, you've been granted a Super Bowl. We're going to make sure this field's up to our standards, so lucky you. We need to get there. Get out of the way. Get the hell out of the way. Yeah. We're going to put this field in. They also sometimes change the concourses and do all of that to have more room. I mean, they revamp your stadium. It's an upgrade. It's always a facelift, Right. That's why you rarely see problems, is that these are the best in the business. That's why I thought it was kind of stunning that there was so much slippage because it's normally the opposite. It's like you see this in the regular season on some fields. You really don't see it in the Super Bowl. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Surely I am not the only one who watches Philadelphia games and thinks immediately that uh, Devonta Smith is going to get snapped in half. It's hard to watch him get tackled. Every time he gets tackled, he gets throttled like he's a child. It's unreal. And I give him all the credit in the world because he had, what, over 1,100 yards receiving this year. I mean, obviously he's productive. He's unbelievably elusive, fast, all those things. He's tough. But, man, when they hit him or tackle him, he is shook like a rag doll every time. It's violent. You're like, oh, that's abuse. That is child abuse. Stop doing that. It's the kind of thing you would see 
Warwick Dunn happened to Warwick Dunn if anybody could ever catch him. Nobody ever could. Well, and they square never him sized up. him up. Yeah, and they never squared him up. But he is that tiny where you do feel alarmed. It's almost offensive. I'm like, stop throwing him around like that. Good God, pick on somebody else. If you're going to be that small, be like Boston <laughs> Scott where you're as wide as you are tall. It's just weird to see. Um, you know, he's six feet, 170. They list him at 170. I, I don't know, man. I think my man's out here at 158 in the league, which is remarkable. It's just such a likable offense. And, you know, 20 years ago, yeah, yeah. if I could hear myself now, shut up about the Eagles. You never say a kind word about Philadelphia. But I think it these just two is. teams are really likable, yeah. even though I don't root for either one of them. Yep. If we're just talking about their coaches, their daringness, their offensive schemes, their toughness, they have a lot of elements that you just like. I mean, a lot of players that play hard, play smart, uh, play really well within the scheme they they get it I, I don't know I you know I think that's one of the benefits of age too it's like uh, look I'm not an Eagles fan I'm not a Chiefs fan I'm a huge Bucks fan there aren't too many other teams I like as I've gotten older I've gotten more nostalgic so I root for my dad's Dolphins to be better I wish they didn't suck just for his sake I tend to root for my friends teams if they're in a position to have success in a way that I never would have in my 20s just be, but now I'm kind of like oh well I mean if my team can't win it this year I hope theirs who's as long as they're in a position yeah. And they don't have a player that I absolutely loathe. I mean, you know, okay. It's just in this day and age, it's hard enough to be a defensive coordinator. Good luck going against either of these offensive minds. You can't you really sets of offensive minds? Yeah. Because you can't assume a thing. If you assume that one thing is going to happen, they're going to make you look silly. You're caught in between and for good reason. Sirianni is nuts. He's nuts. Well, they play I can't assume a thing. Yeah, well, they they play like they're always going to go for it. So you get in that situation where second down call, their third down crawls, setting everything up. So it's like, yeah, being ahead of the chains isn't what it used to mean, or right. getting them behind the change isn't chains because second and ten, if you're playing for all four downs, is really first and ten. Well, he's third <laughs> and seven. They get tackled for a minimal game. Thinking, well, they got a punt now. No, they don't. No. It's like fighting somebody who doesn't care if they die. Remember, it's just ridiculous. Remember this. Remember Harbaugh with Lamar Jackson two years ago where they, where he stayed healthy and they kept saying, like, that offense, they played for all four downs because they had the added benefit of a running quarterback who, who runs better than anybody else in the league at the position. So it's kind of like, if it's third and seven, I don't need seven. I need four. If I get four, fourth and three, I'm going for it every time. You're not stopping that. You made the alert point. It's like playing the Panthers with Cam Newton in, in his prime. They used to piss me off because he's so big. Yeah. If they get it to fourth and three or less, you can't stop him. He's Correct. big. He's going to fall forward for three yards. So that means that the pressure's on first and second down and not let it get to third and four. Because if it gets to third and four, there's a fresh set of downs. It's yeah. just a matter of is it going to take 10 seconds or a minute and 10 seconds for it to happen. Correct. Correct. Yeah. No, it is something to behold. That is, It's neat to watch it when you get to that point. Like somewhere along the way, he realized, well, I've got a, I got a really good offensive line. The Eagles' offensive line is very, very good. So somewhere along the way, I, I realized I've got this offensive line, and I've got a guy that, like we say all the time, the, the difference between Jalen Hurts and Jordan Travis, when people say, well, what, what about Jalen Hurts? Jordan Travis could be Jalen Hurts. Eh, let's go easy here. Uh, Jalen Hurts, again, has legs the size of name your starting running back in the league. He squats 600-plus pounds. His deadlift numbers are massive. All the – He's huge. He's huge. Devin Travis is tiny. He, he's not yeah. a big man. 
unless we've uncovered scores of cases of stuff from East Germany in the 80s, and that's what's being used over there now. To, okay, they're not, <laughs> they're not the, the same player. They're not the same player. They're not the same player. Now, their stories are very, very similar and cool. Especially as throwers. Yes, as passers. It is similar and cool. But I would suggest right now that Jordan Travis be doing whatever it was that Jalen Hurts was doing uh, at both Oklahoma and Alabama because that, if you're going to make it, he can throw it now in a way that we didn't think he could, but that guy's legs set up everything. Thigh replacement surgery. He's massive, man. You just see it when. So I wonder. I do wonder. I, I mentioned it a moment ago because I find it intriguing. It's become a thing now. Um, that that whole mosh sort of element of what they do with a quarterback, where it's legal to push them <laughs> it forward. It's kind of like a mosh pit. It is. It's awesome. It's a. I mean, it's they're taking advantage of the rules being in their favor. You can just line up. That formation's unique to Philly for much of this year, by the way. A lot of people do the sneak, but they don't look like Philadelphia does with that flank, and then the two guys come from behind. The old pro-style set. It's crazy. And then you just you watch it. You're like, you're not going to stop that for less than two or three yards. Even if you stop the initial surge, which often they do, it's there's just too much weight behind it, and he's strong. They're going to fall forward. Yeah, one of the impressive plays of the game was the toss pitch because they ran the toss pitch out of that, out of it. and it was stopped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't do that again, right? Wow, Kansas City, that's pretty well done. How do you not sell out for the middle? There must have been a tell with the body language. Sometimes the quarterback kind of leans back lean, if they're not yeah. going to do it. Yeah, yeah, there is some, yeah. So, golly, I, I do. I keep thinking about that now. I wonder, like, every year we see something or a point of emphasis where they'll, they'll go, okay, well, what, what are we going to do now? Because anything, you could almost run that play on fourth and two, fourth and two and a half. Yes. Yeah, you could. Because they get three almost every time. It's it's violent. That's a violent scrum. It's a rugby scrum. It's cool to watch. The way uh, to stop that would be to remove helmets. I don't know that everybody would be that, you know, crazy. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Uh, I missed uh, somebody did donate earlier. I want to make sure. Marcus, uh, good on you, man. This is nice. Wishing our brother well. Checking in on my brother, Director Matthew. Tough way to lose. Congrats, Chiefs fans and uh, wagers. Yes, still go birds. That's classy, Marcus. And uh, yeah, it's a toughie, man. I did. I, I I went to bed. I clicked off the TV right when the game ended. I didn't need to see the celebrations afterwards. And I uh, I kind of laid my head on the pillow and went, man, I feel for my guy, Matthew. I do. That's a that's a toughie. That's just, just watching that. As those seconds are going off, you're like, yeah. He, short of, the only reason I watched the field goal is because there was the chance he could slip. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. There was a chance he could slip. <laughs> So I'm like, well, let's see. And Butker has left the game. He's being evaluated for a head injury. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did. I, I was like, well, I guess he could miss it, given that he could slip. Um, man. You ready to see Michael Keaton don the Batman cape and cowl again? Oh, is that who that was in the uh, – pre- I didn't – I had go. it done low, yeah. He's back. Is it Justice League? Is it, was it, It's the Flash movie. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't. You know, no? Okay. I don't, I, you know, my thing, I don't have to keep doing this. I don't watch superhero movies. Um, no, I don't care about them at all. It'll be the 34th anniversary <laughs> of the first Batman. And the 157th Batman made in the last five years. Right. That's a, it's okay. They'll make another one. They don't can, worry they about can it. stand to make about 157 <laughs> more. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't have it. Um, Did you I wager will. the coin toss? I didn't wager the coin toss this year. I didn't get around to it. You know what I was doing? I was, I was cooking for the family and just kind of I, I, like leading up to it. I was kind of thinking, well, what do I want to bet? I already had a few bets in, and I thought anything more I want to add to it, and I didn't. I didn't. I was good to go, and I'm glad I did it because uh, I had a good stretch there, successful. 
Is that the latest kickoff time in six thirty in, in Super Bowl history? It was like six forty four, I think, is by the time it toe met leather to use a Gene Deckerhoff's parlance. I thought it used to be like quarter after six. I feel like, and maybe it was because I was a kid. Uh, I used to feel like the Super Bowl didn't end until it was way too late. That it was, I was like, why? It's eleven thirty at night. We're still watching the Super Bowl. But I think I was just a kid, and it was really ten. Then the last night's game in at ten ish, somewhere in there, ten fifteen ish. Well, if they don't have, I never checked my watch or the clock because I was just too locked yeah, in. Yeah, if they don't have, and this is anybody any year. If they don't have a 30-minute halftime show, then we could have a game played in a normal time frame. That helped nice. out Mahomes. They oh, found yeah. every ounce of Toradol or you know milliliter of Toradol they could find. Yeah. That looked like it was game over with the discomfort he was in. Well, it looked awfully painful, too, by the way. That's one of those ones where you watch it and you're like, oh, again with the ankle. Well, and you know they shot him up before the game oh, with sure. tons yeah. of stuff. And so for it to be excruciating... Through whatever shots and painkillers they gave him, that had to be something else. He does that thing that they would teach you never to do, and it's another cool thing if he's on your team. Frustrating if he's not. But it is awesome that there's an awareness to him. To turn around and look where the defender is before you decide, I have to go on this gimp ankle. Now, I'm going to get hawked down, and I know I'm going to get hawked down. The question is, how many yards am I going to get before I get hawked down? And you know the evaluation in the moment is rapid fire. It's like, Oh, you're still three steps behind. I got eight yards for sure, maybe more. And then he had more. It's just, just he's, he's turning his entire head to the opposing defense. That's it, it's a form of bravery. It really is silly. You would not turn your head to NFL defensemen. Let's just put it that way. And even if they are DBs and safeties at that point, like you, you're going to want to see what's coming at you. Well, in an age of specialization, he is somebody who makes a great case because of the MLB pedigree of his family, his dad being a yeah. former Major League Baseball player. You see crossover elements in his game. I, I don't, All the time. Turning his back is not one of them, but you're talking about arm angles earlier. Basketball that's, that's point so guard play. Yeah. That's so infielder, though, to me. You know, it's just you see shortstops and second baseman. That's why I probably need Tommy John myself. I used to emulate that. Bad idea. These guys are very special. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah, they are but, very special. And he's like uh, El Duque. He's like El Duque as, as a quarterback because you just never know what slot it's coming from. Hell, was it their first or second drive? Uh, the guy slips and falls, breaking news, but he had the forward pitch on mm -hmm. third down. Mm -hmm. It was almost picked off. But it was a stupid decision. It was a dumb decision. <laughs> but you just, that's him. Oh, you, he, does, you, he does it all the time. Well, he was parallel to the ground against the Bucks on the one throw. I mean, like, now, you went to about Superman or superhero movies. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Who does that? I mean, Michael Keaton could have done it. Grab a 20 something year old and have him just jump sideways and see if he can throw the ball underhand and get anything on any uh, anybody out there. I couldn't do that. I'd kill myself. But yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, and not end up in the hospital. Right. Even with 20 year old bones, that's dangerous. It's silly. He does things like that all the time. I know it gets old when he's not your quarterback. It gets old, but I get it, man. He is a freak. We're watching, again, we watch the evolution of a sport all the time. Sports are always moving forward. It doesn't Sometimes they're not for the better, but when we talk about levels of athlete to play the, play the position, he's completely unique. He's really completely unique. And yet, throw for throw, the, the better quarterback last night was wearing green, I think. It's just, it's amazing to me how at the NFL level, you are now seeing collegiate type plays and, it, and it's not something, oh, that's weird. It's just kind of, it kind of is now things we see on Saturdays now exist on Sundays and they're sustainable. 
And Hertz is better than that. I'm not trying to demean him. He made four or five throws last night that are otherworldly good and accurate and everything that we've asked for from an NFL passer forever. I mean, he's gone to a different place. Yeah, those two last night put on a clinic. Um, I don't know that he was better. I mean, one incompletion in the second half on, was it three touchdown drives, four touchdown drives? So I, that's tough. I mean, he he was that good. He's quarterback rating, Patrick Mahomes, 131.8. I know that's not everything. Jalen Hurts, 103.4. Both were really good. It, you can't fumble the ball. It's just, yeah. it's just such a toughie. That's why I said throw for throw. I, I, it's, it's, they're both really good. Really, really good. Kelsey, by the way, who, who felt like after the first half was quiet, wasn't. Six catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown, where the whole world knows he's going to get the ball. But again, we talk about the different weapons uh, that they picked up in the offseason because they didn't pay Cheetah. So you got Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, guys like that. Um, you know, Watson. Juju Smith-Schuster got hot in that game. But it, it took a little while. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.